0: My name is sandra hancock and i want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast you know we're living in a time now where i feel like many of you that are watching this program feel abandoned you feel all alone maybe you're watching from a hospital or maybe you're watching from a nursing home or maybe you're just watching from your den i mean you can have people all around you and still feel Alone, And I think that's a lot of people are feeling this now, a spirit of rejection. But I've got some good news for you. You're never alone. Jesus loves you. He's with you wherever you go. And I pray this message blesses you because that spirit of rejection's got to go in Jesus' name. Be blessed. The title of this message today is You Are Not Alone. See, we're living in a time now that I feel like many people feel abandoned. They feel all alone. And do you know that you can actually be in a conference like today and still feel alone? Well, first thing I want you to know that there is a difference in rejection, the spirit of rejection, and being ignored. Our grown children ignore us sometimes. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Especially when they visit and they're looking at their cell phone the whole time. You just have to send them a text and say, hey, mama's here. Or maybe that person that didn't speak to you at church was having a bad day. They still love you, but you were ignored because they had something else on their mind. But there is something we call a spirit of rejection. And I feel like everybody in this room at some point in your life has felt this spirit, this spirit. Because, see, this is one of the greatest tools that the enemy uses to destroy the anointing of God on your life, to destroy the peace of God on your life. Because this trauma in your life will lead to a wound. And then what happens? Unforgiveness comes in bitterness comes in, physical illness comes to our bodies, and we wonder why we're going around the same mountain time and time. I'm praying, I'm speaking to that mountain, I'm doing all I know to do, but I'm still sick. And a lot of times, it's that root of rejection. So we've got to get real with the Lord. you watching by television. This message is for you because you got to get real with the Lord if you're ever going to be healed see we in the body of Christ want to put the smile on our face like everything's fine praise the Lord sister hallelujah everything going fine for you we go home bam we go home. Uh, go to church bam go home bam and then we blame the pastor but the problem is we don't get real with Jesus because see bad fruit bad roots produce bad fruit and until you get the root of your issue, you're never going to be set free. It's like a, a garden. Y'all ever have a, a garden? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> the garden spot is mine, the, the, the fruit stand. <laughs> I had enough of that growing up shelling those butter beans and peas. and. Y'all been there? But those roots in a, a garden, if you got a weed growing, if you pinch it off, guess what? It's going to come back. But you got to pull it up by the root. And some of you got some roots of rejection that maybe you thought you forgot. Maybe you thought it was hid. Maybe you've learned to cover it up, but it's still there. And this is your day to be healed. Because see, suddenly healings can take place. Suddenly, peace can come. Suddenly, breakthroughs can come. Suddenly, miracles can take place. And I believe we're going to see it today here and for you watching the program. Y'all ready for the word? I'm excited. I can't wait to teach. Judges 11, 1 through 3. Now, Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor but he was a son of a harlot. And Gilead begot Jephthah. Gilead's wife bore sons, and when his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, you shall have no inheritance in your father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brothers and dwelt in the land of Tob. And worthless men banded together with Jephthah and went out raiding with him. Let's pray over this word. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, anoint me to teach this word. Anoint every heart to receive. Amen. Now, I feel like this is one of the most powerful lessons that I've ever taught. And so I'm just praying that I get it out, that it's just all Lord and it's not me because I know it's for all of us. And I don't think I've ever taught on Jephthah. After all the years in ministry, I had to go and look and see how to pronounce his name. That's what it told me on whatever that Google thing was, Jephthah, Jephthah. (laughs) So if it's not right, y'all forgive me. But he had a life that he really didn't ask for. See, he grew up and apparently his father had a problem going to the prostitution dens. Well, one of them got pregnant with Jetha. So just think about his life that he led. First of all, he was rejected from the womb. Do you know that a baby can, can feel rejection from the womb? And just imagine him growing up in this household. You know, apparently his, his mother didn't want him. Don't know how the stepmother felt about him. And the brothers, I'm sure, were really able to tell him all the time, our mama's not your mama. And he had that spirit of rejection his entire life. And some of you may feel the same way because maybe you were told your whole life you would never amount to anything. Or maybe your parents didn't really say that, but you didn't feel the love that you thought you needed. And so what happens is a spirit of rejection can come on you at that time. But I got some good news for you. You came through your parents, but you came from God. And he loves you just the way you are. And you are accepted by him. You don't have to compare yourself to anybody else. You don't have to be like anybody else. See, that's the problem today in the world. Everybody's trying to act, preach, look like everybody else. You're called to be an original. God called you to be you. As I said before, I tried to be Joyce Meyer, and I was going to have these huge conferences. Well, I had the spirit of rejection because nobody came. (laughs) But you know what? You're here now. But he didn't call me to be Joyce Meyer. He called me to be who I am, and he called you to be who you are. So what are some symptoms of rejection? And if I don't hit you with one, I'm going to hit you with several. One thing is you have a hardened heart. Because see, a person that has been rejected before, they put up walls. Because they don't want to be hurt by anybody else again. And if you've been hurt in church, do y'all know Jesus don't hurt us, but he's got a bad PR department. Sometimes you can get hurt by people in church. (laughs) And people will say, I'm not going to be around them Jesus people anymore. And then maybe you've been in a relationship and you've been hurt and you've been rejected. And you put this wall up saying, hey, been there, done that. But you know something, people are everywhere. You can't get away from them. (laughs) And not everybody's going to like you. I don't care how many hoops you jump through. There's people don't like me. that don't know me. They don't know how sweet I am. (laughs) But that's one symptom. Another thing is worthlessness. Because see, when the enemy puts on your mind, you're not worthy. You'll never be happy. Self-pity. A a lot of times these people are really opinionated. I know y'all think of the people right now a lot of times they don't take constructive criticism well because, see, they think it's everything is personal. Everything that's said is about them. And it, it hits that part because they've never been healed before. Sometimes it's guilt. You know, that sometimes it's, it's we blame God. We blame other people. We get all kinds of upset with people, and we get jealousy. Does that hit anybody? All of us at some point. Because if you've lived long enough... You've been rejected by somebody. If not, I want to meet you. All right. What's your secret? <laughs> it seems like the more you do for Jesus, the bigger bullseye you got on you. But some of you, it may have been in your childhood years. You were always compared to an older sibling or another sibling. You never measured up. Some of you, it may have been in in the school years when teachers told you you'd never amount to anything. You were stupid. And, you know, we'll say things that you know, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words do hurt. And a lot of you are living with words that were spoken over you as a child that the enemy keeps putting those thoughts in there thinking you're worthless. I know I'm preaching. I know there's people that's receiving this message. So maybe you were never chosen in sports or you always had your mind made up. I'm not going to be picked. You know, all these things that we go through our lives, maybe it was in a marriage. You went through a divorce. I mean, we can go on. It can happen at any age in our lives. Maybe it was a job. You were supposed to get the promotion. Somebody else got it. You worked. You were the one in line, but somebody else got it. I mean, we can fill in the blank. What about ministry? Anybody in ministry ever been rejected? (sighs) One minister. (laughs) We know we have. Hey, let me tell you, if you're a woman in ministry in Mississippi, you've been rejected. I don't care how much they tell you they accept you. Not everybody does. Doug said this week, we've been faithfully rejected for 14 years. (laughs) (laughs) Only Doug, he can come up with some good ones. But see, I had to deal with that spirit because the Lord told me today, you need to get real with these people. See, the thing is leaders. Sometimes we come across like we got everything together. And people don't respect you if you're not real with them. They need to know that what you're going through. But when we started this ministry 15 years ago, you know, it was ground zero. It was us. Doug and I and two sons that didn't want to be there. (laughs) They greeted. Gave out. Y'all were there. A lot of you came to some of those conferences. But there had not been a conference that I haven't had that I always have that fear. Will anybody show up? You know, and that's and, and the Lord told me this morning, he said, had not people always come? He's always here and you all and look who always sent. he sent divine connections. He's not looking for he's looking for our obedience. He's not looking for perfection or he wouldn't have called us. And then, you know, we gotta be able to lift each other up because the devil is alive and well on planet earth right now and he is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And there's a lot of people that are suffering in silence and they're afraid to tell anybody because they're a Christian. What will people say? What will they think if I'm depressed? What will they think? It don't matter what they think, you need to be healed. Right. I had a pastor friend, now this is the problem in the land, and we wanna act like nothing is a problem. He committed suicide. Nobody saw it coming. 37 years old or in his 30s. And then all of a sudden, he left a wife and children. What could cause that? It was an opening for the enemy. But you know the sad thing is he didn't have somebody that he could confide in. Y'all, we got to be lifting each other up. If you're going through something, I mean, if I'm going through something, I know who to call. I know who not to call either. <laughs> Y'all know the same thing, don't you? But we got to be lifting each other up. Because if it can happen to people in ministry that are suffering alone, what is this world? They're looking for Jesus and he's our answer. So if you're watching this show and you're suffering with depression, find some help. Find somebody to talk to. God's got great plans for your life. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. See, that probably started with a spirit of rejection somewhere. That brought in another spirit. That brought in another spirit. That brought in a spirit of, of depression. That brought in a spirit then of addictions. That brought in another spirit of suicide. It don't happen overnight. But this is a root that must be healed in all of us. And we got to learn to slow down long enough and look at each other and say, you're dealing with something, aren't you? Have enough discernment to say, you're going through something. I can feel it. I want you to know that I'm praying for you. So that's just some of the symptoms of rejection. So here goes Jephthah. He goes to a place called Tob. He goes to this place and all the Bible says it was east of the Jordan and it was in Syria. But he went to this land and just imagine how alone that he felt. He felt himself all alone. But then there were some outcasts that started following him. See, if you think about it, he had a spirit of rejection in him. So who did he attract? Other people that had the same Spirits, I can tell you when you have a soul wound that has not been healed, it becomes a stronghold and it will attach itself to and draw in other spirits. Have y'all ever noticed? If you don't want, hey, think about it you know, friends maybe that maybe they went through a divorce, but they lived through years of being beat. Abused physically, verbally, and they finally get out of that marriage, and they marry somebody exactly like that again. And you're thinking, didn't you learn the lesson the first time? And see, a lot of them feel like I deserve it. They got, because what it, it was a spirit of rejection some from point in their life that they said I deserve to be beaten. I deserve to be hurt. I did something wrong. But see, that root was never healed in those women. And then it it attaches itself to the same kind of people. It's a cycle. The same thing can take place. You know, if you're looking for a husband or a wife, and thank God I got a good one. We've been married almost 40 years. He's never won an argument yet. He says, preach it. I got an amen for that one. <laughs> but if you're looking for a husband or a wife, you need to wait and let God send you one. Amen. Because they will tell you anything that you want to hear, I've heard. And all these sites they can be good. But do you think they really look like those sites? <laughs> oh, I'm a good man of God. You better let God send you somebody. Because see, what happens? You got junk in your trunk. They got junk in their trunk. Then you have babies that have junk in their trunk. And it's a cycle that goes on and on because you're never healed. That cycle has to be broken. And you need to let the Lord heal you before you mess somebody else up. Or they mess you up. That's the same thing with drugs. Drugs is such a problem now. But you know, people don't automatically say, I want to be on drugs. I'm going to grow up one day and be on drugs. No. But it was a spirit there of trauma or a spirit of rejection or something that caused that. And maybe they got in with the wrong crowd. And then so many times you see people that were delivered from drugs that are back on them again, because why? The root was never healed. And drug rehab uh, programs are wonderful, and I thank God for them. But sometimes you better have some good security and people watching. That's why they are so secure, because what better place to get drugs? That's why there's so much security, and we need to pray for those programs, because it is a strong bondage. But there comes a time in our lives that we have to change that cycle. We have to change that cycle. We have to say that everybody in our family may have been addicts, but it stops here. Everybody in this family may have been abused or abusive, but it stops here. Everybody else may have been depressed out of their mind, but it stops here. I'm drawing the line in the sand. Satan, no weapon formed against me or my family will prosper. But somebody's got to be bold enough to take a stand. Break the cycle. So here he is and a land of Tob doing mischief the Bible says when all of a sudden the people that rejected him came to him and they said hey there's going to be a a war with the Ammonites and we want you to be our commander now he had a decision to make he could have easily said y'all rejected me Why would I go anywhere with you? But he made the decision to go back. See, there's a blessing to rejection. It can make you bitter or it can make you better. Because see, those people that rejected you, they do not determine your future. Your faith in Jesus... And your attitude determines your future and not them. But as long as you are remaining bitter, guess what? God will never use you. You'll lose the anointing of God on your life. He is the vindicator. He's an on-time job. When you're when you've been rejected, that's the time you can get on your knees and say, "Jesus, I'm lonely. Jesus, I feel rejected. Jesus, I need you." And that is some of the greatest times you'll ever have in your life. I pray this message blessed you, and i just encourage you to take the words that i speak don't think about anybody else think about yourself because many of you when you're alone and you feel abandoned you listen to the lies of the enemy which tells you things that never get better people don't love you jesus doesn't love you and that is a lie of the enemy jesus loves you just the way you are you're his favorite And if you've never made him the Lord of your life, I want to pray with you right now. And I want to lead you to Jesus, because when his Holy Spirit lives within you, you're never alone. No matter what you're going through, he's with you in the storms of life, and he loves you. And just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross just for me and you rose again on the third day. Come into my heart and come into my life. And from this day forth, I'm going to live for you. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, find you a good Bible-believing church and grow to be more like Jesus, he's got great plans for you. Your destiny is in your future, not in your past. Quit looking back. God loves you just the way you are. Now, if you're watching this program and you can say, I've got some soul wounds. Maybe you got some bitterness in your heart, some unforgiveness. You're having a hard time letting things go and it's led to physical uh, illness in your body or it's led to depression if that's you we do have a 1-800 number and we would love to pray with you if we don't pick up right away leave a message and we'll call you back because we still serve a supernatural miracle working god of now also i can't go off the air without thanking our partners we sincerely love and appreciate you and we pray for you every day Television is expensive but with your help we're able to bring hope to a very hurting world right now and we could use your Help. Also, send us praise reports. I love to see what God's doing in your life. It encourages me to know that you're being blessed by this show. I mean, we work hard, and when I get those praise reports, it just makes it all worthwhile because I love to see lives changed. Now, next week, we're going to have part two of this message. Don't you dare miss it. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope, and remember, your hope is in. Jesus. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. You've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all.